hello and uh, welcome to Access Hollywood. We are we are live nice. on the air. Nice. Yeah. Welcome. Feels good to be back. It does. Uh, you know, uh, riding through the snow. Can't believe that here we are, and we have a, a foot of snow, and it's mid-November. Yeah. Not even. Oh, you actually got to get away from the snow. I did. You were actually out in California. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for my In-N-Out burger, by the way. <laughs> uh, but no, what were you? Uh, you were out there uh, having some fun meetings. Why don't you tell a little bit about what you were doing out there? Yeah. Uh, so it was my first trip to uh, AFM, which is the American Film Market. Uh, it's essentially a place where films are sold uh, in between uh, concept to financers, financers and producers to producers and producers and, and sales agents uh, and sales agents and outlets. Uh, and uh, there were a lot of different countries represented. Uh, very, 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 I mean, amazing hotel right on the beach in oh, Santa nice. Monica and, and just beautiful sunsets every day. So it was in Santa Monica? Yeah. Beautiful was, place. Oh, my goodness. Did you try awesome. out Muscle Beach? No, I did not. Yeah. I I, uh, I stayed I stayed in Venice. On, uh, oh, Venice is nice. Couple, yeah, a little bit off of Venice Beach. I like that a lot too. Um, but uh, Santa Monica was definitely. I haven't been. I've been to LA now a gazillion times. I feel like over the last two years, and uh, Santa Monica is one of them places I haven't been before. Excellent food, great sightseeing. Oh, yeah. The pier is. I, I hate to say this far superior to Malibu's pier. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, AFM was interesting. I. Uh, I pitched to MGM, I pitched to Miramax, I pitched to uh, a couple of the Lionsgates, yeah. some of the big boys, uh, and it was really interesting because I think I think they were more there to sell than to pick stuff up, uh, uh, in all honesty, which, which was interesting. Uh, also, I was told that a lot of vendors and a lot of uh, big distributors aren't even on site anymore because they're pushing the prices and they're making oh. it more and more difficult. I guess normally the entry level is open and the bar is open and several uh, deals have been made. For instance, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I hear he made a deal at the bar on the first floor. Uh, that, Best place that cost, to make a deal. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, and that's all gone now because you have to be, you know, with with your uh, little thing. And I was blessed with that too. My distributors hooked me up, so I was uh, so I was – I didn't have to pay an arm and a leg oh, to excellent. get into this thing, <laughs> and uh, and uh, obviously I met with a whole lot of other people while I was there. So I'm very thankful to I'll give a shout out to Vision Films um, uh, for for hooking me up and getting me in. And and uh, after they took pictures with me, they were they pretty much just let me have it and hang out. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. I mean you have a few projects obviously that you were out there working with, and I remember seeing mm-hmm. one of your updates saying that you you were actually told this might be a little late, but not late, but you should have maybe come to this sooner. Yes, yes, That's absolutely. Be great. Yeah. Well, and the the thing that was really intense with this is that uh, I I had all my meetings pretty much in two days, so I had meetings. I got up at eight in the morning and I started meeting probably at nine nine thirty each day, Ooh. and uh, I wrapped it up at like ten o'clock. I was done with my meetings and then. The last night, I met uh, some Chinese uh, producers that were really, really interested in what I was doing. Could not believe uh, that we were producing such high-quality content for such a low uh, budget rate, which is, uh, you know, at, at large to the fact that we have little opportunity in Michigan. So we can get excellent actors without breaking our back. We can get phenomenal locations without breaking our back. 
Um, you know, I live in Lake Orion, and, and we're permit-free for filming. Uh, and, and whenever we have weapons or anything like that involved, I call the chief who was uh, going to retire, which was really hard on me because Jerry Narsh is, like, awesome. Yes, I tell that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's had police escorts when uh, Dennis Haskins was supposed to shoot an innocent bystander in one of my films. He sent out police escorts so that we didn't have to worry about somebody seeing it and pulling a gun, thinking that it's a real thing going yeah, on. That's a good thing. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so they've been they've been amazing to us, and and a couple other films. I know the the Nain Rouge, the the Devil's Night film. Okay. I saw the world premiere of that in in uh, in Santa Monica. They screened it there, which probably cost an arm and a leg. Oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, they that was also filmed uh, largely in in Lake Orion as well. Oh wow, good yeah. movie. Uh, Yes, it was a good movie. Uh, you know, very visually pleasing, uh, uh, and it's going to have its uh, its local premiere here on uh, on Sunday. Oh, okay. and I'm going to go see it again. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I That's mean, I, I enjoy it. it. Correct? Yeah, it sure does. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah just this cool friend. guy. Yeah. He's uh, he was in uh, Eternal Code as well. Yes, good actor. Uh, uh, Which I just he, got to talk to him about that. I was curious if he fell asleep in uh, Eternal Code, having to lay in bed. For the <laughs> yeah, <day>. right. <laughs> That's not like his his, his nope. normal nature. I, I think we should uh, bring in some guests now, though. Uh, AFM was a lot of fun, but we have some two guests today yes. with an awful lot to say. Uh, and the first one is is a bit of, I think, a Cinderella story to some degree. I think Jennifer has pulled together a film um, out of kind of nowhere and to see how passionate she is about it. She's listed as a writer-producer, and I think... In the scene I was in in her film, I felt that she was also the director, or at least the co-director. Uh, <laughs> she has a very strong vision for this film, and uh, and I'd love to bring her in and talk a little bit more about it. Let me grab her here. Come on in, come on in. Yeah, come on in. Let me sit right over here. There's a headset for you and a microphone. Welcome to Access Harleywood. Yeah, glad to have you. So excited. Uh, I was just saying I, I got the privilege to be a part uh, a cameo in your film. And uh, it's so evident how passionate you are about this film and about what this is doing. Uh, and I just want, I want to hear more about it from, from your point of view because I see so much passion and that's inspiring. Start where we, uh, where, 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 where did this come from? No, I'm not getting any audio. Sorry, one second here. Let me make sure it's just right now. Try it again. Can you hear me? There, no. we, oh, there go. we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I got the idea to write the screenplay about mm -hmm. five years ago. And yeah. um, I was standing in my kitchen. And I thought, well, I got this idea for a movie. And decided to download screenwriting software and start writing. And the movie evolved into something so much bigger than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, what it started from to what it ended at is just mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was very inspiring on set. I felt like everybody kind of had that vibe that we're doing something special. And that only happens when you're doing something special. From <laughs> I speak from experience mm -hmm. that I can tell when, when you're on set and you're making something and people are like, Ooh, and it had that vibe. So uh, I'm curious, how did you create that 
in others? Because that's the hardest part is how do you get all the other people that excited? Um, I, honestly, I don't know because this is my first film. Yeah, I know. So. Well, you're doing something right. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for it being my first film, it's mm-hmm. not my first film set. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I worked on studio films. I've worked on so many other films. And I, I think every time you're on a new film set, you learn something. Yeah. Either how not to do something or how you want what you want in your film. Yeah. You know, what you want on set if you were to create your own film. Mm-hmm. So um, I was on about a dozen films before I thought, you know, I'm going to make my own movie. So I did learn a lot about, you know, what to do, what not to do, mm-hmm. you know, how to um, inspire people and you know, what does not make people, you know, happy to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things like that. So, um, and I'm also a very energetic and positive person naturally. Yeah. You know, I don't drink coffee. I'm just naturally, you know. <laughs> but, um, <I> don't need <laughs> caffeine. But, um, but, yeah, I think the story in itself has, um, you know, just the meaning of the story and yeah. how it has an inspirational message for people to believe in, believe in yourself Follow your dreams, never give up, but it's also, it also carries a lot of suspense Mm -hmm. and it has a twist, which, you know, people find out about the twist and they get excited Mm -hmm. and there's a surprise ending and all that. So I think people are just super excited for this to come out and for people to see and, and just throughout the entire movie with the suspense and how it's going to keep people on the edge of their seat. And it's going to be so much fun for people to watch Mm -hmm. and people that have read the screenplay um, I've gotten so much positive uh, feedback yeah. from them just thinking like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this to come out because yeah. it, it's so exciting um, that it's going to be, you know, it's going to draw people in and mm-hmm. people want to know what happens next and, you know, that type of thing. So the, the title is Just Another Dream mm-hmm. uh, and you do have a trailer release. Now, something that was brought to my attention is you, you actually, did you start with the trailer and still continue filming uh, as far as how the production went on this film, uh, because the trailer is very impressive. I, I, I saw that, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was very captivating watching this because the the production value on it. That the, there's a car accident scene of the, the mm-hmm. flipping the car that looked amazing, and I, I, I'm excited just on the trailer alone. But is, is that kind of yeah. how you guys went through the process? We actually created the trailer for um, getting fun for promotional purposes, to get the funding that we needed for the feature mm-hmm. because we thought, and it was our director, he's like, we need to create an amazing trailer mm-hmm. that really impresses people you so did? we can go to investors and say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to do this on a bigger scale and make the feature look mm-hmm. like this. So he wanted to make sure that it was done right and that it was done um, impressively mm-hmm. so that we could impress investors. Yeah. And then, so that's what we did. We created the trailer and then started seeking investors. We put together mm-hmm. put together an investor pitch and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the tougher things in film, especially in indie film, is the whole fundraising portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, talk a little bit about how that worked for you. Because I hear that, people ask me that all the time, like, how did you build the budget? Yeah. So if you want to give just, like, think, kind of how it worked for you. I think for me that is kind of the hardest part because, um, you know, you can see how a production office works and you can work mm-hmm. your butt off to wear as many hats as you can to, you know, save on the budget or, yeah. you know... Do, do everything you can to um, do all the work yourself. But that's mm-hmm. one thing that, you know, if you don't have the budget yourself mm-hmm. and you have to go out and seek private investors, mm-hmm. it's kind of like out of your hands in a sense, um, except for the fact that you can create the best pitch possible yeah. and um, the trailer to go with it is important. 
So for us, it was, um, we came up with a pretty impressive pitch packet mm-hmm. with um, very good incentives to mm-hmm. lure investors in, you know, with the, what we were offering them in terms of percent yeah. equity and things like that. And then um, I think it was the that along with the trailer that really brought investors on board. Yeah, and I want to say kudos too because uh, I see a lot of people, they they stop shy of building a, a real budget and then they have no star power name and... Uh, I saw firsthand being at AFM that the films without names just don't get the run because mm-hmm. there's no one that they recognize and there's no built-in clicks. And uh, and that's some something that's really important, especially when you're running a VOD, which is going to be the main moneymaker for your film. If mm-hmm. if people look on your cover and they don't see anyone they recognize, they're, they're just not going to watch it. There's a million other things out there to watch. And some of them have 20 of those people in them. So uh, so if you don't have any, it's, it's a really tough world to be in. Yeah, and that was another thing. I did some research, and I wanted to find out, like, which, which films get distribution? What do we need to do to make this successful? And we did sign a distribution contract before we even started production. Wow. And that was oh. one of the things um, for foreign sales. Mm-hmm. We're holding off on the domestic contract. But we did sign a foreign sales contract, and that was one of the stipulations that they wanted to see two name actors. Mm-hmm. Huh. So yeah. we knew we needed a budget for two new yep. actors. Yeah. Now we have, uh, uh, are we able to, uh, Christy Swanson? Yes. Attached? Yep. Uh, who else involved? Obviously, Harley Wallen, which <laughs> I don't count yes. for that. No, we're very excited about Harley. <laughs> um, Dean Kane. Dean yeah. Kane. Excellent. I actually yeah. got to talk to Dean Kane. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. That, that's excellent. Those two work together quite a bit, it seems. So I imagine the, the, the chemistry in that obviously will come through on the film and are they in on scenes together or are they um, separate? They actually could not be there to film on the same days, but they do have like three scenes together. We had to, you know, make it look like they're in the scene. Creative editing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Movie That's magic. It. Right? <laughs> it, and it really is. That stuff happens on a, on a regular basis. That's some tricky stuff to do. Um, uh, so before we wrap up, we are still pretty good on time, but before we, we head out of here, uh, do you want to tell people a little bit about what the movie is about? Sure. Um, it's a hard to explain. There, yeah. are, there are There's so much going on in the film. So when I when I try to explain to people and give a synopsis, and I'm like, oh, but this is happening on the side, and there's this happening, it's all intertwined, and you know all the suspense happening. Mm-hmm. But the easiest way to explain, I think, is it starts off as um, the story follows a young girl. She has a head injury. Mm-hmm. The injury causes her to basically dream the future. So she mm-hmm. has dreams. She has um, foretelling dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't believe her. They think she's crazy. So she dreams of a robbery and a murder. And before it happens, she sees it happen on the news, and you know they think she's crazy. They have her institutionalized. Well, while she's in, while she's in the institution, she dreams of the car accident that her mom is driving, and her brother and sister are in the back, and they die. So a lot of the rest of the movie is her trying to stop the accident before it happens, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, she has to escape from the institution. Her best friend helps her escape, but then there's the twist. So <laughs> you think they stop the accident and all this, and then it's like a whole other thing that's happening. So um, I don't know how much I can give away. Yeah, <laughs> I think we stop right there. Yeah. I want to give away. The <laughs> it's, really, it's really no intriguing, and, and a good actress, Caden, plays uh, the the young female who's a really good actress. Uh, she's been in a couple of my films, but not a mm-hmm. prominent role yet. I, I never found it, and you found it for her, and and yeah. I think she's. Uh, we she's are super be really good. impressed by Caden. Yeah. She, she, every day on set, I, I kept telling her, "I'm like, I'm so impressed by you," because I just, I think there's something about Caden. Um, she just has the ability to 
thrive in any atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So there's good, there's highs and there's lows on set. There's good days and there's bad days. And there's some, some days are really exciting and good things happen. But then mm-hmm. there's other times that, you know, there's bad things that happen. And she just has the ability to thrive and be a great actress in any atmosphere, mm-hmm. which I think is amazing because yeah. she's only been doing it for a few years. Yeah. Wow. I think it's a mental type of attitude and has very little to do with you as an actor or slash actress. It's just how do you Your look character. at life? You yeah. know, how do you look at life? And she could be tired and made a long day and she would never show, you know, like, mm-hmm. and she's so young too. Yeah. Just, so to be able to have that ability yeah. is just really impressive to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, she's really good. I think that's uh, one thing that I didn't really get an opportunity to say uh, because we were working pretty quickly when uh, when we were on set. Mm-hmm. But uh Casting is such a huge thing, and, and casting to me is a huge pet peeve, and I'm kind of an acting snob, so mm-hmm. I want to say kudos to you on the casting, because there Thank was you. a good cast uh, in the film, which is so key, because I, I see far too many films, they they cast people because they like them, mm-hmm. um, and and it, it ends up being, uh, you know, the Achilles heel of the film, uh, right. uh, so good job on that. Thank you. I think I was very picky with the casting and I wanted everybody to fit their role so well. And there's so mm-hmm. many roles that needed a specific type to fit, you know, just to make it what I wanted yeah. to see in the role, you know. So um, I was very picky and I mm-hmm. think it did pay off. But also, I, would, I just want to say, I feel like we were very blessed in that category because the actors that just fit the role so perfectly were just coming and, you know, I'd see them. Obviously, you know them when you yeah. see them. And I don't, I am not disappointed in one single cast member. And let me tell you, we have over 60 cast members. That's so awesome. it, it is a lot. It oh. is a huge not cast. Not just one, because usually that kind of negative, and, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's ratings. No, I'm kidding. There, there isn't a single, um, you know, there, mm-hmm. we had about 30 day players come and just give us a couple lines. And um, I believe every single one of them fit their role. Mm-hmm. So perfect. It's yeah. Just, it's and, amazing. And, when and that holds up everything too, uh, because I'll, I, I will watch, uh, like a Netflix original or, or a bigger film and I'll see crappy acting in big films now. Mm-hmm. So when you do that type of work on casting an indie film, that's why I think indies are really becoming much more mainstream now. Mm-hmm. I think we figured out the system of bringing some star power in and then we cast around with really, really good actors. And we don't have to cast people based on their Twitter and Instagram following. We cast the best right. actor, the best fit, the best screen presence, and all those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do that, I think the sky's the limit. So I'm excited to, to see what's coming. I think yeah. there's a large talent pool, too, as well, in the area that's growing, that oh, you can sure. find the actors that will, they, they naturally fit mm-hmm. into a lot of the roles when you're looking for them because there's so much talent out there. And, and they get excited to yes. get a, be a part of a good project, right. something that's going somewhere. That Michigan gets is really very excited. blessed in that department, let yes. me say, because Michigan, there's a lot of great Michigan actors. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, um, casting is very important, but locations mm-hmm. is the second half of that. Oh, yeah. And we were so blessed with locations on this film. Even uh, when Dean Kane was in town, he was so impressed with our hospital location. He said, this is really going to add to your production value. Mm-hmm. Like, look at what you have here. He was, mm-hmm. oh, was really impressed by the locations. And um, the hospital was not the only one. All of mm-hmm. our locations, just everybody kept mentioning what yeah. great locations we had to go along with the cast. So. Yeah. Do you, and that means you did your due diligence in pre-production. Yes, for sure. So. Same, well, it is. Yeah. I mean, it really oh, yeah. is. Well, you didn't throw it all together and just, you know. Oh, no, we worked really hard. And that yeah. was another thing. After working on a studio film and mm-hmm. seeing all of the departments that work for months before the film even starts shooting, 
um, I've seen that firsthand from working yep. on a studio film. And then when I'm looking at our production office and it's like me and our director, that's our, <laughs> that's our casting, that's our production office. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how are we even doing this? But it's, it's amazing. Like we're doing yeah. it. And it's excellent. Been, it's so, been great. so what are the future plans? Because very few people make one movie and say, okay, I'm done now. Yeah. So actually I have already started writing a sequel for, Okay. Not many people know about that, but I have started writing a Ooh, sequel. Exclusive. <laughs> and we tried setting it. We tried setting it up specifically for a sequel, but I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure if it was going to work yeah. out. But I'm excited about it. Is it going to be a standalone sequel that you can see without seeing the first one, kind of like the Diehards, um, or is it going to be a one that? Yeah. Yes, that's what the goal. Good, <laughs> good. I think that's super smart. I think if you do that, I think you have a great opportunity for people to go back and watch. The right. next one after we said that with Bennett's song, we we obviously are close to uh, completed now on Bennett's song holiday, and I said it's such a different film with still s- the same ingredients. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you think about like uh, you, you make meatballs and mashed potatoes. You could also have done oven roasted mm-hmm. uh, potato slices, and uh, you know. Uh, what was it called? Uh, but yes, yeah, so same same ingredients, but completely different. Spice food. it up a little bit. Yeah, with spices. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's the same thing we did, and I was a little bit afraid that it was that it was going to be really really good, and then people wouldn't see it because they didn't see the first one. So I'm like, we got to make sure people understand that they can see this one. Yeah. It's not a sequel. It's it's more. Of, I mean, it is. Right. If if so, if, if you start I mean, watching it, you have you know where we're coming from, but you don't need to see the first right. one to enjoy the second one. I enjoy That's that storytelling because it seems like if they do, a lot of the sequels make that mistake of just resetting yes. the characters and then rehashing some of the same yeah. storyline instead of just kind of look at it as an anthology. Mm-hmm. You can keep the characters telling an original story. Mm-hmm. And like you say, that may now backtrack to the original if they're interested mm-hmm. in that yeah. film. And I do appreciate that type of storytelling. Very cool. yeah. uh, where's the film at now currently? Is it completely, obviously it's post-production, well, we have wrapped um, principal photography with the exception of two pickup days. We need one pickup day for stunts and one for ice and snow. We are waiting, and it, mm-hmm. it's here. So. It's here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't expecting it this soon. But yeah, not got that it. much this soon. <laughs> we were thinking December, January. Yeah. We have to wait for ice and snow for a winter scene, but we won't have to wait that long. Nope. <laughs> you might as well go now because yeah, it's still a little say, warmer. Yeah. It, yeah, and thank God we got our fall scenes in when we did because we were thinking we had we had fall wow. scenes. And we're like, oh, we can film them in October or November. But yep. <laughs> we got them in October, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. We had a whole week. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one week of fall. <laughs> uh, where can people go to find more information? It's uh, Bluebird Productions is a, the Facebook page. Yes, there's a Facebook page and there's an IMDb page. And that's it for now. We are working on a website. but so Yeah. Fun. No, definitely. Uh, like I said, that, check the trailer out because I was I was highly impressed yeah. by it. So I would recommend anyone watching this after the episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you, you do a lot of stuff on the page as well. There's an, uh, pretty interactive and stuff and behind the scenes photos and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So definitely a place worth following. Uh, is there anywhere else people can follow you, follow the film? Um, not currently. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> All right. Other than uh, my personal Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and what is that? Jennifer Lee Franz. Jennifer yeah. Lee Franz, okay. And that was tagged in the post for this, so they could actually click that over. Perfect, and... yeah. yeah. I, think I, I think I post more on that, actually, my personal page. I need to get better on posting on the production page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I have the same thing. And, and after you get a few films in, I, I feel like I have 20 of these things now to somehow maintain, and it's like... Yeah, work. that's a lot. <laughs> I remember when our distributor asked me, how many people do you have working on your social media prints? And I'm like, 
<laughs> uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> like, I end my social media. Yeah. Like, people. Yeah. <laughs> the other distributor asked if our social media people are full-time or part-time. Oh, wow. That's a good thing, though. I mean, they're looking oh, yeah. at your presence. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been guests in, in, uh, in budget anywhere from $1 to $5 million. And I'm like. I get asked wow. that all the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> that's good. That yes, means, that's a good that thing. That means you take what you have and you do something amazing with it and, and make people think that you spent a lot more money than you did. <laughs> yeah. I, I think a little bit of this Midwest mentality of being frugal. I mean, sometimes I'm flat out cheap yeah. on certain things, uh, unfortunately, especially paying myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it's one of them things that you just don't have the luxury of doing. Uh, we, we made, I don't even three films before any of our team got paid at all at all so like here i am driving lyft you know in between making movies and people oh you're rolling in it i'm like no (laughs) yeah Yeah, it takes a while to see the the returns on the films but uh uh, yeah it's it's still the the coolest thing ever to be a part and to do this and and even even though it's well, like we were Takes saying, the, the talent pool in Michigan is so strong, and the, the people there's so many people here who want it. And mm-hmm. I think having the film incentive here and then it going away, mm-hmm. there's a there's such a want to have mm-hmm. this industry take off here. I think, and, and you can see that in people's performance, yeah, what they're willing to do and how much they want to come together because there is a it is a family community. Every it's interesting. I'm still I'm new to all this, but to see when you meet somebody that they know somebody that then knows somebody and it's, it's interesting to watch the spider web unfold and, and how everybody and everyone's just excited to help each other and i, I think that's that's a great culture to build yeah. here in michigan i think to, to make the film industry work yeah absolutely and and thank you for coming in and being a part of it and 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 doing such a good job thanks at, for having me oh absolutely <laughs> but but even even uh, as far as the film community and, and doing what you're doing because the, we need more people that put out strong content with a with a good plan, uh, with films that go someplace, and and I have no doubt, no doubt that we're going to be seeing uh, just another dream all over the place More pretty Bird soon. Productions. Yes, yeah. great, <laughs> thank you. All right, anything else before yeah. we wrap? Um, I was just going to say that we're really excited about the future of Bluebird Productions, and we hope to make everyone proud with what we put out. Yeah, year after year. Go follow no people. Doubt. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Harley, what do we got going next? Well, we have uh, more fun stuff. We have another filmmaker coming in, and and this guy, um, I've heard so much and have so many friends. That's a part of, of, uh, of his... Uh, it started out as a feature film, and I believe that there's more to it now because I looked on IMDb, and there are two listings with the same name, so it sounds like... Um, he might have overshot a little bit. So let's <laughs> Too much let's bring in cut, uh, right? Matt Bush and and let's find out. Harvey, what's up? What's going on? Matt, hey. hey. <laughs> have a seat. I feel like I should be the one picking your brain. Oh, and, uh, hearing all of your stories. It's great. I think the the cool thing with this is that there are so many people in Michigan, and 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 I think we're, I'd say, fairly collaborative, as far as helping each other out and 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 getting people distribution tips and 
you know, somebody gets an offer from somebody and they'll call me. It's like, hey, is this uh, distributor any good? And, and then I'll share my experience. And I think most people here are very willing to do that. And that's really cool. I've noticed that, too. It's very different in Hollywood. Usually people are very territorial with mm-hmm. their information or who yeah. they're working with and stuff. And here, like, everyone just really wants to help the community because anytime someone wins, it's like it's a win for Michigan. For all it's of a us. win for yeah. all of us. So I think that's that's definitely true. Yeah, awesome. let's go back to that Hollywood thing. Yeah, what what project were you a part of? That I heard got big, something about space, something I don't know. Oh jeez. <laughs> so most people know me for Star Wars, the Star Wars work that I do. Yeah. And, uh, um, I'm primarily an illustrator, so I work on various merchandise, licensing, posters, book covers. All How long kinds do we have the stuff. studio? I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's great, and. Um, uh actually i just got back today from chicago i was there last night so jealous for the premiere of the mandalorian and i got to see the first three episodes he's a bit obsessed with it is so. have you seen the first episode I, I saw the first episode yeah. i saw your post about being in chicago last night oh my and you gosh got to see the first it was three. crazy and it's it the the next two do not disappoint it is the i don't know what you think but Oh. I think it's the greatest Star Wars since Star Wars. It is oh, so good. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge Dave Filoni fan. Oh yeah, uh, Dave is great. I, the Clone Wars to me is the pinnacle for the Star Wars universe. Obviously, the original trilogy is you know what we all grew up and loved. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Clone Wars told a story that was closest to it. And and watching Mandalorian, Dave Filoni directed that. Uh, it's interesting because the. Him and Favreau have worked together for years. Favreau mm-hmm. was the voice of Pre Vizsla and Clone Wars. Right. Um, now they're making this show together. And it was interesting, all the tie-ins. And, and I've said from day one, and I, I don't want to get negative about Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> taking over Star Wars, but I've been very vocal all the time on my show about it. But I feel Dave Filoni should be running the Star Wars universe. And then watching Mandalorian yeah. just validated oh, all yeah. of that. Because everything about this show, I mean, he validated Life Day. Yeah, which <laughs> was from the abandoned holiday special that right. nobody wants to remember, and yeah. he throws it in there, and he he has those touches, mm. and he's so true to to Star Wars, and it, somebody being truly a great submerged way. in in it. Yeah. Yes, but he he does it perfectly. Where mm-hmm. I think, I, and what's great about it is it's not just fan service, but it's fan service with a purpose, where right. the story is good. It's not just throwing in a probe droid just to throw in a probe droid for mm-hmm. no reason. Right, like, everything you see is there for a reason, and it's, just, it's magical. It's it is. It's really, really good. And to see the blurg, which originated in Clone Wars. <laughs> right. It, you know, he just he has those ties. Now, I want to get your – we'll get into the movie, but I do <laughs> want to get your uh, feedback. On. <laughs> so did you think – do you think as the tie-in from Clone Wars started, the mm-hmm. very first episode, there was a baby hut. All right. And without giving too much of a spoiler, there's a baby, uh, very popular, well-known species at the end of the first episode. Yeah. Do you think that was a Filoni tie-in, or do you like? Do you think that was a written? I, I feel like that that's too uh, coincidental for um, Filoni to be attached. Gosh, to both. I you know what I I didn't really think of that of that connection. Um, mm. So I don't know. I'd have to think about it. But um, all I can say is, if you were intrigued with how that first episode <laughs> ends, Very. you are going to be. I the second episode I think is even better than the first, yeah. and oh. it, it just goes in awesome directions. It, it's it's so oh. good. I mean, the production so value was amazing. Oh yeah, it, uh, yeah. And it's it's how many episodes is the first season? It's uh, eight. eight they're ten million each, so it was only eighty million, and it's it's like the best Star Wars ever. Yeah, Isn't so it crazy good. that's like Friends was more. You know, it's yeah, like, right, yeah, right. <laughs> think about that for a second. Well, that's crazy. I mean, if you think of the production, you know, I was 
when you look the the first episode, I mean, they were done with a lot of the filming before even Pedro Pascal had signed on. And you see that in episode one that his, yeah. he's not seen in it. Mm-hmm. He's voiceover acting throughout the whole thing. So that's not him in the suit, obviously. But the, you, when you see how creative they are at filming the series yeah. to get around things like that and traditional effects, I loved that they yes. brought yeah. back yeah. some traditional effects, the droid with the walking legs. I mean, right. just the conk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so great. But yeah. no, I love the first episode. And, Another thing, if you don't mind, that, that, <laughs> he's part of the 501st, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the, it's the storm. stormtrooper. Yeah, it's the League of Stormtroopers. Yes. So they're a nonprofit organization, and they uh, they go to children's hospitals, and they march in a lot of the parades and stuff like that. And they're totally welcomed and endorsed by uh, Disney and Lucasfilm. And I am one of the honorary members, and I was the first honorary so- member to get my armor. So I actually have stormtrooper oh. armor that. Uh, when my weight is down a little bit, I totally put it on, <laughs> and I got nice. the blaster, and I hide behind the couch, and I, that's you know, awesome. I run through the house, and uh, it's great. No, that's it's, excellent. There, there were two storm tro- stormtroopers guarding one of the offices at uh, at AFM. I thought okay. that was oh, hilarious. Really? Yeah, awesome. I thought it was awesome. They were standing outside the whole time. That's oh, great. That's yeah. No, it's great that you know the outreach that they do, and uh, you know. I, was there some conflict at all when Disney? Because I, I thought I had read early on when Disney first purchased Lucasfilm that the 501st to, to be, uh, uh, like you say, uh, now endorsed by Disney. Yeah, that there no. was actually a little hiccup there. I've I uh, if there was, I I haven't heard anything of it. Disney's actually been pretty pretty awesome in that regard, and I think they've seen there's been a couple other studios that started to kind of hold back what the fans were doing. And they realized it was biting the hand that feeds. I think right. uh, DC Warner Brothers was one of the first. They started kind of putting the kibosh yeah. on fan films that weren't really making any money or anything. But yeah. uh, I don't know if you saw a couple of years back, there was like some Batman short films that were they were better than what the yeah. studios were yeah. putting out. And I think it was like maybe they were a little embarrassed. Yeah. But they started putting the kibosh on it, and fans just got upset, and it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't helping their brand by. Uh, uh, biting the hand that right. feeds, you know. Now there's yeah. the Red Hood, which is uh, I think better than yeah. a lot of the. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even the Batman Nightmare that I was a part of, they did amazing stuff. Yeah. I mean that that uh, that thing is all kinds oh, of. Oh, the fan of films views. out yeah. there are amazing. It's Batman Sun is great too. They yeah. do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so you do illustration. Yes, illustration is primarily what I do for Star Wars. So I've illustrated lots of posters book covers uh you've seen my artwork on t-shirts at kohl's oh wow um coffee mugs that is you know? awesome and, and now yeah. you do you do also like a zombie <laughs> yeah the, the the hollywood is dead stuff so hollywood. what happened with that that was actually something that lucasfilm contacted me and they wanted me to illustrate at the time the first six star wars films but zombify them so repaint the posters okay, yeah which oh, was cool. fun for me but then make them all you know bloody and yeah that's so zombified cool or whatever it's and then that cool just artwork. that exploded then it was that was uh highlighted on late night with jimmy fallon and then it just exploded and it was on g4 tv back in the day God, and i love stuff. g4 yeah. tv so, so yeah g4 uh, tv man yeah. One of my favorite channels. So I did. So I'm a huge movie poster buff. So I yeah. did. I illustrated over 100 classic movie posters and kind of did the whole zombie twist. And that was uh, <laughs> just a fun side They're thing. They're fabulous. I've thumbed through a bunch of those. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. very impressive. I do Thank like you. it. Yeah, very creative. And and with uh, your film that is now Films 
with yes, an S. It is films with I'd an S. I'd love to hear more about that, but yeah. but I have heard such amazing things about your sets, and I was like, if he called me to be a day player, I'd be so <laughs> on that because I just want to see. Yeah, uh, I've heard such amazing things. Uh, so talk about how did you even learn how to do something like that to create something that's just visually amazing. Yeah. Well, when I was growing up, I was kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. So <laughs> illustration was something that was always there. I always liked to draw. But I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I did have my parents' video camera, though, so I was always making, like, ninja movies, you know, yeah. when I was in middle school. But uh, but the idea of going to film school, back when film was still mm-hmm. shot on yeah. film, you know, it was just so expensive. It was just kind of, yeah. like, off my radar a little bit. So um, so I went to Hollywood and just kind of followed my dreams being an illustrator, but working in movies. Mm-hmm. And then um, kind of the 90s transitioning into the 2000s, technology just became so available that mm-hmm. anyone with one of these can make a movie and just yeah. editing became easier and more achievable. So I kind of started making my own short films and mm-hmm. kind of when YouTube started, uh, Lucasfilm had me doing uh, webisodes mm-hmm. for how to draw Star Wars and that became this big thing. So uh, it just kind of expanded from there and um, uh, it's been a long journey, but it's just uh, a lot of it is just the technology has been available and it's yeah. just been this this slow rise and then i've got this big passion project that uh yeah uh, that's my my magnum opus yeah is, uh, so how is that all going uh i mean it's been worked on for several years yeah uh, um, well more than several it's been uh if you start back to when it like i started writing it it's been like two decades wow. um it's wow. called Aladdin 3477. Mm-hmm. It's the essentially the story of Aladdin, but it's set 1,500 years in the future. And it's, uh, it's the story of Aladdin, but it looks visually kind of like Star Wars, set in Asia. It kind of has a Bollywood feel to it, but it feels mm-hmm. more like Indiana Jones because it's very adventure, globe-trotting yeah. kind of uh, discovery. But the actual structure of the story, even though it's nothing like Lord of the Rings, it's mm-hmm. actually the epic scope of it is kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy mm-hmm. where it's kind of an act one, act two, act three. And it took us five years to film wow. the entire thing. And we just finished last March yeah. filming it. And uh, so now it's, how uh, is post-production going? It's going awesome. It's, uh, it's not as, as quick as I would like. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'd like for it to be done and I'd like, ever, I'd like to share it with yeah. the world tomorrow, but it's nice that, um, once we finished filming, it was like it was a huge relief because that way, you know, mm-hmm. actors can now they can gain weight, they can yep. lose weight, they <laughs> yep. can get gray hair. They're like, yeah. oh, it's, we're all set. So it's all smooth sailing from here. That's but great. it's also nice because I get to take my time and really make make sure the editing is just, you know, pitch yeah. perfect and the sound is great and uh, uh, extra visual effects, although most of it is. Um, practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some digital touches, you know, to, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to really sweeten it up. But uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, I, there's such a huge community that's a part of it, and and uh, usually I tell people that you kind of want to be a little quicker at getting your product out because people move on and they do other projects, and they may not be quite as excited and share. Uh, you don't have that problem. Well, it, it's you know what it's been. I've tried to. There is such a thing as too much too soon, and so yeah. I've been really. Uh, I've tried to be strategic in what I'm actually showing and sharing mm-hmm. because the last thing I want is once it's time to uh, to show the world, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, I've already seen this, or to watch a trailer yeah. and be like, yep, saw that, saw that set. 
saw that character, yeah, yeah, and then and then lose yeah. interest. So I'm kind of trying to show bits and pieces to mm-hmm. to keep people excited, but is I can't wait to to pull the to curtain unveil, and, yeah, uh, and unveil and yeah. hopefully, uh, well, especially it gets a lot of miles. especially with a film like that because we do make good indie films in Michigan. There's uh, quite a few people now whether they're in shorts or features that do really cool content that goes places, but we haven't done anything like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm kind of doing all the things that they say not to do. Most independent movies are romantic comedies Mm -hmm. or mob movies and, and that, and that's all, that's all great. But Mm -hmm. for every single shot of this movie, we never had an opportunity where, we just needed a living room. Oh, let's shoot in someone's living room. Or we, <laughs> yeah. just, we, need, we need a car. And hey, I've got a Ford Taurus. Awesome. Let's use that. I mean, we, every single ship we had to build, you know, we mm. built miniatures and then every cockpit we had to build the wow. set for that. Every costume. I mean, it yeah. was, uh, um, I'm glad I did it. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm on the other side of it now. But yeah. I, I can't imagine ever doing that again. <laughs> where, pretty, where did you do the, the filming? Because that's what's running through my head. Yeah. Like, was this? In- we uh, we rented a, uh, it's not really a soundstage. It's mm-hmm. just an industrial uh, uh, place that we rented. And unfortunately, I had to, uh, the cheapest lease I could get, uh, or the shortest lease I could get was a three-year lease. And when we started filming, I thought for sure, <laughs> I knew it was going to take a long time, but I was like, five months will be done, and then hopefully yeah. I can just buy out of my lease. So that ended up taking five years. So <laughs> I actually still, <laughs> I'm still paying the lease on this soundstage. Oh, I'm not even using. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. you should watch it. Hey, filma- filmmakers, if you're looking for set, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, sure. Rent it out. Absolutely. Rent it out. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm sure you have things that they can uh, maybe rent from you, too. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's all kinds of cool props, and there's lots of sci-fi stuff that. Uh, oh um, yeah. I mean, what do you? Yeah, what, what <laughs> makes what me want to make a sci-fi that, movie yeah, right now? <laughs> you know, it's it's as heartbreaking as it was for Star Wars. Yeah. Every time they made a Star Wars movie, they would build a life-size Millennium Falcon, and then they would burn it because it was cheaper just to get rid of it and build another one when they needed it oh, yeah. than to store it somewhere. So uh, sadly, wow. a lot of. Uh, a lot of it had to be destroyed, but yeah. I actually have Aladdin has this uh, ship called a sky sail, mm-hmm. and it's essentially like a little sailboat that flies in the sky. And I actually have it in my garage, which is nice. it's is like cool. my pride and joy. You know, yeah, some yeah, guys yeah. when they hit middle age, they have to get like the red car, yeah. or the nice boat. I've got a sky sail sitting in my in my garage. I, I'd say you're winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no one can say they've got that. No. <laughs> No, that, so this is now you you filmed. Are you doing the editing yourself as well? Yeah, I've got some uh, help. I've got some other eyes looking at it and stuff. But essentially, all the editing I'm doing, I'm doing a lot of the visual effects, but more of the easier stuff. And then I'm outsourcing a lot of the stuff that's just you know kind of way over my head, and uh, uh, just really trying to make it, uh, just really trying to make it as good as I can. It's my magnum opus, and then. Yeah. Uh, uh, Hopefully it does well. Everyone has worked so, so hard um, working on this. So, uh, what I'm about the excited. music? Because I know that's a very big piece for yeah. films like this. So the music is—it's um, a combination of things. So I've uh, licensed a lot of Bollywood music, mm-hmm. but also uh, Cell Dweller is a is an artist. He does a lot of music for the Marvel movie trailers, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, lots of, I think, the Halo video games and stuff oh, like that, nice. and just all kinds of really cool music. Mm. So uh, I've licensed a lot of music from him. Uh, he's a friend of mine, so uh, 
which is awesome because I get a, a little bit of a discount. <laughs> I actually tried licensing a song from Bjork, if you know who Bjork is. Yeah. And it's not even one of her famous songs. And to have a minute and 14 seconds of a song most people don't even know, it was $38,000. And I just, it was like, new car, little bit of Bjork in my movie. I was like, I, I can't do it. Well, like I say, can't the do it. Bjork song and Sucker Punch. That, that, oh, yeah. That, that, that was great. Yeah. That was the best scene in the movie. Yeah. I'll say that one thing is most people don't think about that, but uh, film music is so potent and it really guides how you feel about everything you see. And, and there's some fun videos on YouTube where they score it differently. Right. And it is hilarious. Oh, they redo there's movie actually trailers? one with yeah. Darth Vader. Okay. Where they're making him and one of his subordinates kind of like sexy. Sure. And 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 when you you just it looks yeah. different. Yeah. The whole well, thing looks different. There's a Celine Dion that they always do where they did like the oh, the Kylo yeah. Ren oh my God. Ray yeah. fight with Celine Dion playing <laughs> oh and my it's, God. it's hilarious. It actually timed out pretty yeah. well too to all the cuts. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yes, uh, definitely sound is half of the experience. Mm -hmm. So so you filmed so much that you were looking at one film, it's now going to be two? Three. It will be a it's, three. It's a trilogy. I heard the rumor of the trilogy. I was on uh, IMDb and I saw two yeah. and I'm like... And there is, yeah, there is a, a, there, a, third. There is a third. And it, it, it's kind of an interesting thing that happened. It wasn't, it wasn't really planned that way and it mm -hmm. wasn't something that I really extended. Um, it definitely had a three-part story mm -hmm. kind of from the beginning. But there was just something that happened when right from the very first scene, you know, you write a script and they've kind of got this rule that like a, a page of script is mm -hmm. a minute of a film. Minute. So the very first scene was only three fourths of a page, which would make you think, all right, it's 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. But then when action. I edited it, it was like two and a half minutes. And I was <laughs> like, that, how does that work? And I think part of it is that sci-fi, because you have to show how everything works, you don't want to slow it down. Mm -hmm. But it's not like a movie that takes place in modern day where if someone goes to someone else's house, you just say, hey, let's go to their house. And then you cut. You're already at their house. Yeah. You don't need to show driving a car. Or what is it like to open the door of a car or put the yeah. key in the ignition? No one really yeah. needs to know that. Nope. But when you're doing sci-fi, everyone wants to know, wait, how did they get there? What is yeah. that? Well, that's their ship. What is it? How does, they, how does, it, how how does, does the hatch move? open yeah. when they right. go in? How does the door? You know, yeah. and there's just there's so much. And I think it. Um, Hopefully it doesn't slow down the pace, but it just there's. I don't think I you don't need think, to show that you know you need to, sh and I think it just doesn't slow down the pace, but it does kind of make the story a little yeah. bit longer. But but I think from everything I've seen with 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 the sets and 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 whatnot, I I don't think I think that it's interesting enough that it keeps your attention. It's like good acting. As some people would you know you watch Tequila Sunrise, and if and if you are from, you know, today's generation, you yeah. don't have the attention span for this, but if you can put your phone down and follow the story, it's a really good film, but all they're doing is essentially sitting and talking mm -hmm. uh, the whole film through, and they're in here an awful lot, And but the, the script was good enough to suck you in. Right. Uh, uh, the, the thing with a film like that is you have the acting and you have really good actors uh, uh, on top of having sets and, 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 and screens that are amazing. I, I don't think that it's going to drag. So are you going for more of like a, uh, a, like a fifth element look or like a Blade Runner? Uh... Gosh, all of the above. It probably, I wish it looked like Blade Runner, but it's probably <laughs> closer to fifth element. It's yeah. probably closer to what the mm -hmm. look is. Yeah. 
and the sound of it too is probably a little bit more, a little mm. bit more, uh, like an outpace. Uh, yeah. And then like you were saying the backtrack a little bit, how, you know, just going from one place to another, people want to see the effects. So you, yeah. you know, to, to mm-hmm. see a car drive, everyone's seen what, when you're doing a sci-fi film, you need to take the time, like you say, to get in the ship and then show them flying. You know, you got yeah. the aerial view. People want to see the landscape. Mm-hmm. There is a lot more that you do need to input in, in yeah. those shots, especially starting the story off. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's, that's amazing. And, that's a big task to be jumping into as an independent uh, filmmaker, an, especially. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I, I just gotta take my hat off to that because that's 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 starting with a bite that's bigger than. I mean, people say that I do a lot of stuff, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, but I haven't built any sets like that. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> you know, uh, I was very fortunate, uh, very fortunate that we had the space, but also my family and my ex-wife's family were super helpful and everyone on set pitched in to mm-hmm. we built underground caves and just like all kinds of crazy stuff it was uh it was wild it's yeah. uh it's uh it's unbelievable to think of the amount of work and uh, i just can't wait to share it with everyone yeah. what's your time frame or your goal i mean when are you Gosh. setting for yourself that you would like to have this i imagine you can't set a hard date right yeah, now it's so uh, tough um well, I'm working on all three movies. The first movie is uh, the closest. Uh, the original cut of the first movie was two hours and 45 minutes. No one wants to see a two hour and 45 minute Aladdin movie, even me. I don't want to see that. So right now it's down to two hours and four minutes, and I want to get it down to just under two hours, yeah. I think would be a nice kind of uh, mm-hmm. sweet spot for that. And then uh, I'm about halfway through editing the second movie, about a third of the way editing the third movie. And I don't know if I need them to be finished before releasing the first one, but I would like them to be a little bit, yeah. a little bit closer. Just because once I pull the trigger, I don't want to be yeah. frantically like finishing the other two. It'd be yeah. cool if they could come out a year apart. And and if you get a bit of a of a cult following or or, or an explosion, even better, uh, you'll be very busy doing the media round and, yeah. and all that stuff. And and, and you kind of want to have. Yeah, I want to enjoy it. And I don't know if you've... um, Do you guys remember when the Lord of the Rings movies came out? Did you guys ever watch the production diaries that uh, Peter Jackson would do? They were so amazing. But for both of the trilogies that he did, it seemed like leading up to that first movie, the production diaries were so awesome. But then after that, he barely did any of the production Mm. diaries. But when he did... He seemed so exhausted and like he just wasn't enjoying oh, yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that like not you're in the middle of it. Like now mm-hmm. is the time to enjoy it. So I feel like uh, I want to hopefully take a learning thing from that. And if I can have just a little bit more of it done, yeah. so I would love to really enjoy, especially after all that work. I'd love yeah. to really enjoy yeah. the. Yeah, the, and I uh, mean you. It should you should be at that point. You should be parachuting. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be a whole lot of work left. <laughs> yeah, uh, should it should be it should feel like celebrating uh, the films films. At mm-hmm. this point, yeah, yeah, super stoked. So the first one's rough cut. Are you still working on finalizing visual effects? Is it just visual the rough effects edit? and sound? And we've got ADR in the whole mm. bit. Uh, so there's uh, there's lots, but it's uh, but it's looking good. It's looking better. Like the, not a day goes by that I'm not working on it, and uh, um, it's getting better and better. I can't imagine the hard drive space he needed. To oh know. my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, Did shot in 4K? It is. Yep. Wow. Or 4K cameras. It's not actually shot in 4K, yeah, yeah, yeah. but okay. it's a global global shutter uh, 4K, uh, um, I forget what they call it. I don't know the technical term. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but so yeah. the finish will be a, an HD film. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, we, we've been doing the 4K and then doing pushes, because that, that takes so much time to do real time. So mm-hmm. we, we do a, a steady shot or whatever, 
and then in post we do a push in because yeah. that way you I, save a so, whole lot of time. And, and I can't can imagine finish. the space you would you would have for that because already it, like these movies I've got three Drobos that each one has five six terabyte drives in it. Like <laughs> I just it's yep. crazy. And you know, and I wonder too with the the quality. And I understand TVs, everything's everybody wants clear, crisper pictures. But I I almost feel like the 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 trend of viewing things now, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be 4K or whatever the next gen, you know, that they're pushing. But more people, I feel like are are they're watching smaller screens or they're watching. You know, mm-hmm. I start to wonder of yeah. how high do we need to go because of, I see a lot of people now. They're watching the stuff on their phones or, you know, they're watching a condensed picture or if it's yeah. on a computer. Uh, I think some charm gets lost, too, in the in this documentary look. Right. With When, when we make it that crisp. I don't need to see it's, every detail. I was going to say it's a little distracting when you're yeah. counting the blackheads in people's yeah. noses yeah. and stuff. That's it's a little weird. It's the BBC effect, I always right. call it. When it you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just it, like what they tried with The Hobbit. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't like that. It, it didn't yeah. It didn't, didn't feel work right. For it. Too yeah, much, yeah. I, I want the film. Um, you know, I'll stand with Tom Cruise on this one. It's like turn your, your motion uh, blur you know, on your TV. Yeah. Like oh, turn, yeah. turn that off. Like, like yeah. you want the blur in your in your movies. You, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. want that in the film. It, it's purposely shot like that. Yeah. So, Watch it the way it was intended, and yeah, yeah, it, I agree with that. I also, I also, I've never story. watched a movie on my phone. Mm-hmm. No, I'm that yeah, guy. I don't think I have either. Yeah, I, I, th- I just think that the experience still belongs in the theater, uh, and and thank God now we've gotten big enough TVs that we have little mini theaters in our living rooms because you can actually get a decent experience there. Mm-hmm. But but I, I don't get this, and not only that, but I, I catch think myself, yeah. I, yeah. I just know a lot of people. Uh, an eye doctor that I just talked to recently said that the kids these days are not going to have like they're going to have terrible vision by the time they're yeah. twenty five years mm-hmm. old. They won't be able to really see because their their eyes that there's no depth of field that they have to actually tend to right. for so many hours a day, and they're on these yeah. things. Like nonstop. So. I didn't oh, yeah. need glasses till last year. So. <laughs> My eyesight too in the last year has really uh, yeah. gone downhill. But it's crazy because the first Avengers movie that came out like six years ago, that mm. was the biggest money-making movie of the year, mm-hmm. and yet more people watched that movie on one of these yeah. than they did in the theaters. And it was the biggest money-making yeah. movie in theaters that year. Yeah. So I, d- I think everyone's just on the crazy. go, on the fly, yeah. and when it's convenient to watch it. I mean, I catch myself all the time mm-hmm. where I can pop the sign, set it aside, and, and, and you know, while, while I'm either exercising in the mm-hmm. gym, I, I can get through an episode or watch a, you know, mm-hmm. get through half of a movie at that time. And yeah. I, I feel like there's a lot of people doing it. I mean, we mentioned on the last episode yeah. of the, the new streaming service that is going to be putting out like 10-minute episodes yeah. of a show. That's all it's going to feature, and it's because crazy. people are always yeah. watching things on the go. And, interesting that you know yeah. but sci-fi films i will stand by you need a big screen oh yeah you yeah. need to watch it lights off you know get, yeah. get the full effect of sci-fi that this, these don't work for and that. the yeah. epicness of usually the music is is a much bigger player mm-hmm. in sci-fi films as well which i really dig yeah normally i say if you can remember or react to the to the score it's been overscored but okay. not in sci-fi yeah. no yeah. And even like Rocky, everybody knows the songs Rocky. Sure. So I guess that's overscored then, which I don't agree. Well, think. I'd say one of the best scores, the, the new Tron. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. that score was just with Daft Punk. Yeah. I mean, the movie was, you know, was a good movie, but not yeah. great. But man, 
you can pop on that soundtrack and the yeah. score, like you hear that music and you know that's Tron and yeah. it can really move you through. Yeah. I, I do want to ask a little sidetrack. I, I hope we still have time. Other than Star Wars, yeah. what is your favorite uh, film? Like what, what, are you a big all in sci-fi? Or? No, it would actually probably surprise people. My favorite movie of all time is a French film called Amelie. Oh, yes. I know, I know that, yeah. That. Yeah, that's my favorite movie. And then my second favorite is probably The Fall, which is directed by Tarsem. You've ever seen that? No. And then um, my third is probably Magnolia, which was... Uh, oh, yes. yeah. Um, Cruise, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that, I, I actually I thought that movie was amazing. Yeah. And I think it doesn't get the play it deserves no. at all. No, it's I still... I To me, it still holds up. It's just such yeah. an incredible... The emotions behind it and stuff. He went the three. We got to round out top five. I mean, all right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> I've never had anyone be able to just uh, name them off in order four, like this. So. Uh, four would be um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and you then, know that's my favorite choice. of the Indiana Jones, and okay. everybody has that as their like la- oh, like really? other than the last one. It's kind of tied with Temple of Doom for me. Raiders is a better movie, but mm. Temple of Doom is probably on, on repeat viewing is probably my favorite. And then five, just off the top of my head, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh, such a great movie. Yeah. Wow. So, well, yeah. That's, that's a pretty the, interesting, uh, a kind movie. of all over the place. It that's is cool. all over the place. Yeah. I love Star Wars movies, but yeah, not even in my top five. Yeah. Although Mandalorian, if that was a movie, like what I saw <laughs> last night, that would be in there. That was that was really good. Man, wow. now you've got me excited. Yeah. Next time you go to Chicago, uh, I'll pay. Just uh, take me <laughs> awesome. along. No. All right. Yeah, yeah. Go. you'll be his Uber. <laughs> Next time they give you some more Mandalorian uh, screenings, I'm in. All right. Um, now, how can people follow along and find out more yeah. and be there? Because I'm sure you're going to have, if you're local, there will be some form of screening yeah. involved, and I'm sure people are going to want to go to that. Absolutely. And also see all these uh, little leaks. Yeah. Uh, so there's Aladdin3477.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, Aladdin has two Ds in it. And then you can also go to mattbush.com or find me on social media. And it's B-U-S-C-H spelled like the beer, not like the shrub. Bush. All right. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Uh, any, any closing thoughts other than uh, this winter sucks? Winter's yeah, not even here. <laughs> So you subscribe to Disney Plus? Uh, I haven't yet, but I will be. It's just I knew I was going to see it la- uh, last night. So tomorrow, because I, I need to watch it again. <laughs> no, so yeah, I'll be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow is the I'll next episode. Then tomorrow, it'll be Friday yeah. after that. But wow, yeah, I didn't. I love. Years. I actually really enjoy when they do the appointment watching. I, I still yeah. don't. I, I don't actually binge watch anything. I wish I had the time to binge. I hear people like, "Yeah, we watched the whole season." I'm like, "How?" You know, my my favorite show How of all time was uh, The Shield. That was on FX years ago. Mm, yeah. Vic Mackey, amazing show, just gripped me. And I was talking about this earlier, where uh, my wife, you know, I had her watch the whole series. I have it on DVD, mm-hmm. and to her, she was like, "That was a really good series." Mm-hmm. But you can tell binging versus having the wait. I spent seven years growing with Vic Mackey and the Strike right. Team, you know, and when that ended, you lose like a, a part where you're like, yeah. "Man, mm-hmm. I, I've had these people around yeah. for seven years, and it's gone now." Uh, there's a void there. Yeah. And when you binge, I feel like that emotion is disconnected from a lot of people. You don't yeah. get that. You, you watch no. seven years condensed in a yeah. month where you just run through it. That was like, Game of Thrones and Dexter Game of for Thrones. me. Yeah. And then yeah. another another <laughs> yeah. great one was Lost. And what was the greatest thing about Lost was it would come out on a Sunday night and it would always have some cliffhanger, mysterious ending. But then the next day, everyone Everybody at work talking about it. was yeah. talking about oh, it. Yeah. And like, what's going to happen? And it was for a week mm-hmm. and then you'd have the next one. So... Uh, and then people would catch up and binge watch, yeah. you know, binge watch that. But uh, 
Uh, I agree. If it's something really good, and especially if it's got intrigue and yes. mysteries mm-hmm. and stuff, I, I I dig when it's episodic and just yeah. released in small chunks, yeah. so people can talk about right. it and get on well, forums it, and message boards it's free and publicity. stuff. Publicity, yeah, mean, yeah. That's, we're Absolutely. all talking Mandalorian. Yeah. We can't wait for the next episode, and they're getting all this publicity around it. And I, you know, I've heard complaints about them holding these off for weekly, but I it's only commend because, them for it's doing it. It's only because they're so good. That's why yeah. there are people yeah. complaining. That's a good thing. Because yes. you can't uh, do this if you don't have a good enough project. Yeah. It wouldn't have, work. I do have they, to say a people, hidden gem. People be blah. Yes, they'll be upset, but I have to say a hidden gem on Disney Plus is uh, the Jeff Goldblum documentary oh uh, series. I that is, is it good? The, I want to watch that. They're doing the same thing. There's just one episode out right now, and he yeah. just he covered sneakers and like the underground world about how how like collectible sneakers are yeah. and like uh, custom made sneakers. I mean, people the amount of money that's in this industry yeah. opened my eyes, and he's so entertaining to watch. He's oh my just, God. You can't get I enough Goldblum. And uh, it, it's another one where I'm excited for the next episode, but I don't like. I'm, I'm fine to not yeah. have them all right there to jump yeah. into it. Like, yeah. I, I'm excited to wait for it and then watch the next one when it comes That's out. Very but cool. It is definitely worth checking out on Disney Plus. I, I enjoyed it. Awesome. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Thank you, Matt yeah. Bush, for coming Matt, in. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Absolutely. Awesome meeting you. Awesome meeting you. Yes. Here. <laughs> 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 and, and then we'll we'll talk about the snow. Yeah. No, <laughs> no one wants to talk about that. <laughs> All right, so uh, to wrap it up, uh, it's been a great show. Thanks for coming yes. back, driving all the way up here in the in this beautiful no, Michigan weather. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. This is a lot of fun, and uh, I'll be happy to come back as you see oh, fit. Uh, so, absolutely. Uh, Love to have you on. Anyone watching, if you want to check out Attack on Show, I absolutely. you guys coming over. There's a great episode on there with Harley where we got some inside access. Hopefully, you'll be back soon. Uh, and some st- from Royal Star F- Film festival, yeah. some music, we, a lot yeah. of different fun guests. Yeah, we, and uh, you get to drink uh, booze on your show and yes, beer. Yes, uh, there are beer, mm. and actually, we just uh, on the I upcoming have to episode. Come back just for that. Yeah, and <laughs> anytime you want to come back, we, we had our first. You'll you'll be interested. In this we had our first inaugural Attack on Show wine glass handed out Ooh. for a special guest that'll be on the next episode. So nice. yeah, we're expanding our merch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you got to get a wine sponsor. Yeah. Did you talk to Cabresto Tequila? No, I still need to get some tequila. I, and he's down by you too. I gotta get a I gotta get a hold of him and and, and link <laughs> you guys up. All right, that's all fun. from Access Harleywood for today. I think we might have even gone over by a minute, but uh, what a blast. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Yes, Bye. thank you.